Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. Let's get on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline right now. Clay Harbor joins us from the uh, Jaguars podcast, the Believe podcast, the former Jaguars tight end. Clay Harbor was on a year ago, was really good. I wanted to bring him back. Clay, welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Appreciate you guys having me on. It's a great day because football is back today. Also, can I remind everybody of this too? A part of the 14th season of the Bachelorette. You quit in week three because you suffered a wrist injury sustained in a group date. Now, I did that once before, too, but I'm assuming it was a completely different set of situations right there. Wrist injury in a group date, is that true? Playing football. The professional football player injured his wrist playing football with a male model, a uh, dictionary salesman, (laughs) and a uh, med device salesman. uh, You can't make this stuff up. Well, I don't want to tell you the story about how I injured my wrist on a group date. All right, Clay, I'll I'll save you from that high quality embarrassment that I have right there. But I'm I'm right. Ten seconds. Ten seconds. Well, you know, I just there's a lot. If you could, if you're watching via YouTube live right now, there's just on my group dates. There's a lot of this. You know what I mean? You know what a lot of this means, Clay? There's a lot of that. See, you like you look one way, um, and I look at oh, another. Okay. So, yeah, okay. I see what you're saying. I mean, yeah. I I have to work really hard for what I get, and I'm assuming you just you just show up, brother. I'm, uh, I just have to be there pretty much, honestly. <laughs> well, it's good to have you on the show. Um, obviously, there's a great deal of mystery, Clay, going on here. Uh, it's a transition year. There's no doubt the Colts aren't going to say it, but it's a rebuild. I want to start first from your Jaguars covering standpoint. What's your thoughts in the state of Florida, Anthony Richardson getting this first start week number one against the Jags? What are your thoughts on what you believe he's going to look like against that Jags defense Sunday? You know, I like the Jags. I mean, for middle I think you just disappeared right there, fellas. Can you hear me? Yeah, you're cutting. Now, I'll tell you what, stay in that spot where we can hear you right there. Oh, like yeah. You're standing Sorry on one leg that. in that one spot, wherever you are. Yeah, stay in that sure spot and uh, don't move. Yeah, make sure that I got yeah. a little bit of service over here in Chicago. You know, I'm in downtown Chicago, yeah. not far from you guys. You are. But uh, well, no, I like the Jags Stay defense, in that spot. Man. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like the Jags defense. I, I think they got a good linebacking crew. I think that uh, their edge rushers, Josh Allen, Trayvon Walker, is going to get better. People forget this guy's just 22 years old. You guys were living in your mom's basement when you're 22. This guy's going to get better. You know, he didn't have a ton of still there, yeah. But but he's going to improve. And I think Josh Allen and Trayvon Walker will be a good duo this season. I think in the back end, Cisco and Tyson Campbell are two very dependable defensive backs at safety and quarterback. So I think they have a solid solid. Uh, defensive backfield there, and I think Caldwell last year came into his own near the end of the season and started coaching better, making better calls, and really had a feel for 
some of his uh, some of his players, and I really like Foye Aluka, like the league leader in tackles last year. I mean, this guy's all over the field. He's undersized. You look at him, you think this dude might be just uh, an accountant that goes to the gym, but no, he's one of the best middle linebackers in the league, in my opinion. So I think they got a good defense, but I think Anthony Richardson will surprise some people this year. I was down at joint practices in Indy on the field when they were playing against the Bears. And I thought Anthony Richardson looked good. And I got a couple buddies in the front office out there. And, you know, everybody's excited about what Richardson could do. This guy's going to get some opportunities to run the ball, pass the ball. And they know they're setting up the offense for his strengths. Not just to drop back there like a statue, Matt Ryan, you know, he's a robot. No, they're going to move this guy around, play to his strength. You'll see him on the move. You'll see him throwing some balls, but also running the ball too. So I think it'll, they'll, they'll be better than people think. Clay Harbor joins us, the uh, Jaguars Believe podcast. Of course, uh, joining us live from Chicago right now. What would you make of Richardson and, and that Colts offense? Because when you were at that joint practice with the Bears, they showed a lot of what they were going to do in the season there as opposed to nothing whatsoever in the preseason game. What would you make of the Colts on both sides of the football when you saw them in Westfield? Offensively, they were dicing up the Bears. And, I mean, they, the Bears had the worst defense in the league last year. Okay? But that's not very hard. I think us three could go out there and probably put some completions on tape against the Bears' defense right now. That was before they even had, uh, you know, their, their new defensive end, Yannick Ngakwe. But that being said, they looked good. I mean, Gardner was cooking. Anthony Richardson was cooking. They're completing passes. I mean, there was a couple of turnovers, but overall, I was very impressed. Alec Pierce looked great. Pittman looked great. I'm like, this offense is actually pretty solid. I wasn't expecting that. So I was, I was impressed with how they were playing. Now, the defense, they had some ups and downs. They did get a, lot, a few turnovers on Justin Fields, but the Bears did move the balls on, ball on them. And that's, you know, once again, not saying much with that Bears offense. But, you know, overall, I think that they were better – than I expected, and I think Gus Bradley will have the defense better, you know, in his second year as a defensive coordinator. And I think obviously the new head coach will do a better job this year as far as offensively getting the ball moving it around. Yeah, Clay Arbor is a former NFL tight end with us via the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. Here's the one thing I wanted to ask you too, more than anything else. I, I love the maneuver they made with getting uh, Calvin Ridley in there. I know the year suspension oh, yeah. hadn't played, but you know you, you saw this a year ago. I mean that offense with bringing in Christian Kirk and you know having you know what they have as well with you know developing with with Trevor Lawrence. That offense was was robust as we've ever really seen yeah. it in Jacksonville offensively at, at the wide receiver position. What do you think Ridley is going to add to what was a, a really fantastic offense all the way around what we saw a year ago? Yeah, I saw what he's going to add when I went down to Jaguars training camp for a few games this summer, and he just adds an explosive element. It's going to be even better. And you look at Trevor Lawrence's last nine games of the season last year, he went seven and two and was the second-highest-rated passer, passer rating, had the second-highest completion percentage, and the second-best touchdown-to-interception ratio at 15-2, to two, better than Patrick Mahomes in all those categories. Trevor Lawrence was looking great. This is his second year in Doug Peterson's offense. He is only 23 years old, too, and now you give him Calvin Ridley along with Christian Kirk, Zay Jones, 
Travis uh, Travis Etienne in the backfield and Evan Ingram at tight end. I mean, it was looking scary in Duval. I mean, I'm very high on the Jaguars this year, not just because I played for them, just because I've been able to see what Doug is doing. So Calvin Ridley is going to bring a whole new level, and he looks like, in my opinion, the, the best receiver on that team. I know some people argue maybe Christian Kirk, but he's he's quicker. He's got crisp routes. He's catching the ball. He's doing all the things that he should be doing to be a bonafide top 10 receiver in this league. So I'm very excited to see what he brings to the Jaguars. Well, I tell you, Clay, we had you on the show a year ago, and I, I liked you, and I uh, wanted to track you down again. You're still doing the podcast, right? What else are you doing right now as far as uh, NFL stuff and other things? Yeah, so uh, on Saturdays I'm doing color commentary for the Missouri Valley Football Conference. Um, right. I'm, uh, I'm uh, working with 670 to score couple times a week, CBS Sports Chicago and the Bears post-game show and uh, NBC Sports Chicago as well. And uh, in Jacksonville, I'm doing ESPN 690 twice a week uh, for a uh, basically just a sports talk show about Jaguars. Well, well done, man. I enjoy it. If you don't mind, we're going to check in with you uh, part two when these two teams meet in Jacksonville later on in the season. But uh, now you're always a pleasure to have on, man. I appreciate that very much. And and maybe we'll check in even before the Jaguars get here on a, on a, on a game of sorts that uh, that you can talk about and breaking down, regardless of what the Colts are doing this season, man. We enjoy your input always, Clay. Thank you very much. No, I appreciate you guys having me on. Uh, take it easy on that wrist. You got it, buddy. Well, I have to get old. (laughs) (laughs) Clay Harbor on the Anymore Automotive Group Hotline. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Via the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline from CBS 4 and Fox 59, Mike Chappell, he joins us. Hello, Mike. How are you? Good. How are you? Fantastic. I asked this question as a tease as we went to the break. Um, We talked a lot about Alec Pierce and what really wasn't at all a a great game-wise, what we saw. Not what you guys saw at Grand Park or saw in practice. But what was evident to the fans when they watched in preseason games, not a good preseason by Alec Pierce. Was that a lot of make-believe considering what you saw at practice? And do you think that there's going to be any lasting effect as we now transition into week number one? Well, he practiced better than he played. I think that's fair to say. There were a few occasions where there was a drop or whatever in training camp. But no, by and large, I thought he had a pretty good camp. Caught most of what was there, and you know, look. Keep in mind that Anthony Richardson is not the most accurate passer, so you had to make some tough plays. But all you really notice, obviously, is you know the the, the catch, the non-catch at Buffalo. You, you don't find any quarterback making a better throw than than Richardson did there, and you know they didn't he, he didn't make it. So I, I thought he had a very uh, poor. Uh, preseason in the games, but he practiced better. I would hope certainly that that he that he has a a, a much better season. I thought you know, early on he'd have been my my fantasy pick to have a big season just because there's going to be opportunities. You know they didn't really have a lot of opportunities last year to 
make plays down the field. There, there should be, there needs to be opportunities this year, and I think he's a guy that could really benefit from, you know, stressing the field. To Mike Chapel of CBS Four and Fox Fifty Nine with us via the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. You also bring up a point that I've tried to make, and I, I want you to play off of it and elaborate a little bit. Is you know, when you look at this roster, uh, and clearly it is not good, and especially at that position, to me you need so much more. And, and you brought up the issue of, of Anthony Richardson, 44% completion percentage in the preseason, you know, the accuracy issues when he was in college. That doesn't help not having guys that can create any sort of catch window type of radius. And that's what – Issue-wise, I really have a problem with these guys. Is that right there? And that's what I'm most concerned about is they just rarely, if ever, might create any space. And I think that that's important to have guys to be able to do that with Richardson and at least eyeballing this before the start of the season. The Colts don't have it. Well, I think Josh Downs might give them that. Of course, it's different in the slot where it's sort of a little bit easier to create separation because of the way you run routes and the way things are in the middle of the field. But no, that's no question. I, you know, I, I thought some of the problems last year with, with Michael Pittman was getting separation and, you know, maybe that, maybe it's so hard. We, yeah. We've talked, it's so hard to judge last year because it was such a dysfunctional offense and it, it impacted. It, they even made Jonathan Taylor look like a guy. And yeah. he's not a guy. He's, he, yeah. he's, he's much better than that. So, that's why it's everything's open this year. Everything is sort of, let's see, it's the old uh, blank slate because whatever we've seen in the past, I just don't know that it applies offensively. And it's going to be so interesting to see how this offense grows. And I know everyone will probably be looking at the win-loss and as far as progress and all that. And, and I'm not. No one wants to go through two and fifteen or whatever. But but it, it's so much going to be on the growth of, of what you see, the development of the quarterback, because that's that's that that's what matters on the on the the growth of this franchise. You know, if you're getting into October, November, December, and you don't see any growth, then you're concerned. But but it, but I think everyone expects there to be that progress and, and maturation at the position. And that gives you hope for next year, the year after. I just wish they had done more to, to make his, his rookie season not so much Anthony Richardson-centric. Uh, you know, in not having Taylor's not – it doesn't help. I don't, 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 no one can spin it that, well, you know, we got backs by committee. And, yeah, you do that because you don't have a feature back, and you, you don't have a feature back yeah. because you and the running back are, at, you know, at odds. So, you know, I, I think the offensive line will be okay. I really do. Uh, I think Bernard Ryman's going to be solid at left tackle. And if, and if you got a left tackle, you got a chance. If you don't have a left tackle, you know, you have a chance. But running back, r- receiver, we all get tied up in the – they got four receivers, but well, you know they they do have the practice squad, and 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 these guys are as active as anybody on elevating guys uh, game day for that. So that's that's a little bit you know not really the issue is the num- the number. It's it's more well, if you, if you had more guys you liked, that'd be an active roster. 
you wouldn't keep, you know, 10 or 11 linemen. You'd keep nine and you'd keep an extra receiver. They, they've kept the guys who they think are worthy of being on the active roster. But yeah. that, that's my yeah. concern. Tight ends I'm okay with. But running back and receiver, I'm really – they could have done more, should have done more to help well, the, the rookie quarterback. Mike, that's been my point, too. It's the quality of it. And and not only, you know, haven't, but it would seem like that you would recognize that being job number one. Why, again, looking at it the way that it looks on paper right now, why has that not been the case? We, we know the situation with Jonathan Taylor, and I think we all know how we would have handled this differently. Again, famous last words from us all. Right. But why did they choose to handle this offseason in terms of, of adequate weapons for an inexperienced rookie quarterback in the fashion in which they did? I don't know. I will, I've got no answer. Uh, you know, you and I have been beating the drums on, on being more <laughs> proactive on receivers. And yeah. hope, hopefully one of these days they'll do that. We'll see, that'll be put to the test in the offseason, either with Michael Pittman or with a high draft pick. But I don't know. I, I really don't know. that. It's not like there, were, there was no one out there. There was no one they liked at whatever the price was at the time. Uh, but it, 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 it's, so, it, it, it's so counterproductive to have this receiver room it, it, when you're trying to do everything you can to not make it all on, on the quarterback. And I, I guess it can work out. You know, I, I guess if you want to make the argument, well, Kylan Granson's almost a receiver. Well, yeah, but he's not. He's a tight end, you know. So, so I, I don't know. I, I don't agree with it. Uh, there's always something that we don't agree with, and generally, it's it's how they handle a receiver. But they're asking Reggie Wayne to do a lot. They really are. And you know, yet we always talk about depth and and proven depth. Everybody's got depth, as I said. Everybody's got players, but it's a proven depth, and. If one of these top couple of receivers go down, you're just you're just hurting. You just are, and, and players hurt. And you know, guys, you bring in now, they're again, as I say, they're out there for a reason. So yeah, I, I wasn't a fan of it. Still, I'm still not a fan of it. But this is where we are, and it's you know, if, if the receiver room was like this, and you had JT, and you know, we're just going to run the hell out of the ball. Okay, I understand that. But you're not, and and yeah, I just uh, we'll see where this goes. I I'm not a big fan. I just think it's it's not conducive to a successful offense. It just doesn't seem to be. Well, and and two, while we're I guess staying with this, they also chose um, not to really look at an upgrade, and, and obviously trading Stephon Gilmore away in the off season to the Dallas Cowboys, a, a secondary that you talk about getting tested. They're going to get tested coming up on Sunday. And Chris Chris has like, what, 11 defensive linemen on the roster and four wide receivers, which is about as Chris Ballard as you can get. I think we'd both agree with that. But if you're going to have any chance with that secondary, Mike, to me that chance has to be created up front where you should have an edge on the defensive line, and you especially should have an edge if guys like Diala Dingbo and Quiddy Pay step up and become consistent threats that they haven't been, but they should start to be. Is that your expectation? Yeah, I, I like the defensive front. I think the defensive seven, front seven is pretty good. I really do. And that's not even knowing really what you're going to have in Leonard because you just you just don't know. You just don't. We talked to him today, and you just you just don't know. But I think the defensive line is really strong. But, again, I, I – 
where in, in training camp in the past, there's always been that guy as an edge pass rusher. You, you know, Justin Houston, Yannick Ngakwe, and in this year, we just I just didn't see it. I mean, a few flashes from Dio. Quiddy Pay, he, he's he's just solid, which is great. I mean, you need that, but this is the year you need him to be that 11, 12, 13 sack guy. And I, you know, I hope that's the case. Again, running, I understand running running backs by committee. I'm not a big fan of sacks by committee where you get, you know, six guys have this many. I just prefer to have, and this is, I guess I get spoiled from Freeney and Mathis that, you want to have a guy that when the time comes and it's third down, the quarterback knows, well, boy, better we better take care of this guy because he, he can wreck a game. And right now they've got no one that that he is even a threat to wreck a game because they've not done it. Uh, maybe Ekubam, maybe, maybe, but you don't know. Uh, so that's my concern. I really like the defensive front except the, except the fact there, there's not a proven – game wrecker, you know, DeForest Bucker. That's great that he has every year, I don't know, what, seven, eight, nine sacks, but but your lead guy doesn't shouldn't be, yeah. the, you know, the, the tackle that needs to be an edge guy. And, again, there's so many questions. The young corners, th- this is not a good game to open up with, with, you know, young corners because Jacksonville's pretty good. Trevor Lawrence is pretty good. He's got He's got a bunch of studs. In in the skill game, so this is going to be really interesting how the Colts handle this defensively because they cannot get in a shootout with Jacksonville. I, I don't think I just don't see how this offense is ready to throw up yeah. thirty. And I, I just don't. Maybe, maybe they'll prove us wrong, but this needs to be you know the defense needs to play well so that they can allow the offense to kind of grow, and, and that's going to that's going to take a few games. To Mike Chappell of CBS 4 and Fox 59 on the Andy Moore Automotive Group line. Our Larcy Bourbon Locks, Luna Azul Tequila Shots, Joe's Grill in Castleton. If you'd like to stop by, we are here until 6 o'clock. I guess you got the death stare from Shaquille Leonard and asking about <laughs> the, the worry he may or may not have on future concussions. He didn't dig the question, I guess. Well, he knew it was coming. I, I, and I kept yeah. waiting. I was hoping, you know. I'll ask questions like that, but if somebody else wants to fall in a grenade, I'll gladly let them. And <laughs> we were we were yeah. sort of getting near the end. You know, it's not like they said, okay, a few more questions. But I thought, okay, let's say, ask it. Yeah, and he was ready. He, he knew. He knew. And and he, he issued that. He almost didn't let me get the question out, but he did. And then he said no. And then he said something like, sort of, I knew that was coming. You know, was, that's fine. That's fine. I'm more concerned with the concussions than I am the back. I think the back's proven to be sound, but concussions. I mean, doggone! It's it's this is three and it's it's two in eleven months, and you know. So hopefully, it's not an issue. But you know, it's it's an issue until it's not. And concussions are something you don't screw around with. So yeah, it was a death stare. And I, as I tweeted, if I, if looks could kill, I, I wouldn't have posted that tweet because I'd have been dead, but you know, that's fine. I, I enjoy him. He, he, he can wear you out because, because he, he, he takes things like that personally. And yeah. And, and he commented again about, I'm looking forward to proving my dad are wrong. And there's so many people want me to fail. And I always, if you want, if you ever wanted to get combated with him, you'd say, where, where, where locally have we said 
you know, whatever. He, he wasn't worth the contract. He wasn't whatever. And we have. And it's just you point out that he's had two back surgeries. You point out he's had three concussions. But I don't know that anyone here has been rooting for him to fail. I, on the contrary, you know, he's really inspiring. And if he can come back to be close to what he was, it'll be a great story. Yeah, it, though, he's – I mean, that's been – that's been his fuel his entire life. No question. Right? I mean, that's, that's been – and uh, we talk about this all the time. I mean, these guys, especially that are built like that, will, you know, pull um, a motivational chip out of their rear end at any point in time if they can because that's just – that's how they're built and that's, that's what has motivated him. So I, that's, that's the part I get. But those are good questions. I mean, that's a good question. You know, what he is going to be – you know, it was a good question compared to what they thought he was going to be when they extended him. And yeah. here's another one, too. I asked, I asked Joel A. Erickson this earlier. Is it the entire season that we gauge on, you know, if he's going to be or if he isn't? You know, what's the adequate timeline to really gauge Shaquille Leonard once he's finally back out there? I, I would think to show that, that the back isn't an issue, you're, you're part of the defense, you're making plays. But I would think that we're going to see him back next year. I just think that he's got to get trust in what he's doing because, again, you can only do so much in practice and, and all that. So, uh, but but I, I think we, I think we'll know. You know, we we, we kind of knew last year uh, when he was out there for what was it, three games and seventy four snaps that who is this guy? Because it's it, he he was he, he was a sh- barely a shadow of himself, and, and yet he gets an interception for crying out loud. That's the kind of player he is. But we'll know. That that's it's kind of like with Richardson. We'll know November December. We'll know whether this is the guy or haven't helped franchise. He's not uh, just by how he plays. And and I again we, we talked. I expected him to start as long as he proved he wasn't ready. And, and he, he, he proved he, he is ready as can be for a rookie, 21-year-old rookie. I think, I think you'll know uh, on both guys on, on can Leonard be back to, uh, you know, nearly a, an all-pro player. Maybe he goes all the way back. I don't know. But you'll know. You, you, the old eye test will tell you, and then what these guys see on video, they'll know. And hopefully it's 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 encouraging and optimistic on both players because both players, you know, could could be so instrumental in where this franchise goes for the next three or four years. You expect Zach Moss to play Sunday? Oh, probably. wasn't really encouraged that he was limited today. Uh, what was really funny, and, and Joel asking this uh, whatever day it was Monday, I, I get my days mixed up now. But about well, at least it was. This wasn't a hamstring; it was, a, it was a, a forearm. So, weren't you able to keep your conditioning? He says, "Yeah, you think so." But he just mentioned that when when you're out, how quickly your football shape can go sure. away. So that may be the big thing. I'm expecting more of Deion Jackson and Evan Hall, uh, and, and we'll know very quickly what kind of shape Moss is in. Because it's you know, don't worry about them bringing up a guy from the practice squad. Uh, I I'm not ruling out another running back in here next week. I just if I've got it right, you know, if you've got a vested veteran on opening day roster, his contract's guaranteed. Uh, so so a lot of teams will wait until yeah. that second week. 
to bring in a guy yep. so that they're really week to week instead of a two or three million dollar guarantee. So I, I, I'm not closing the door on a, a veteran being in here next week because I just don't I just don't think this room is good enough. It's it's, it's not good enough to be competitive all the season, and certainly not for certainly not for for a uh, you know a young quarterback. You you need more. Would they uh, take another long hard look at Kareem Hunt? Oh, I, I asked someone out there early in the week about that, and the impression I got was maybe not. But you know, I I know I, I, why wouldn't you? I mean, you, you looked at one time, and apparently, if you read the reports, they offered the contract. Yeah, and it wasn't. Remember how it was? He he was in was it New Orleans? And was ready yes. to sign or whatever, and then the Colts called with a better offer, and then it came out that the offer was like a million or whatever. That's heck where the Saints offered him, you know, a party hat. And so uh, I, I, I would not close the door on that. You know, they had James Robinson, James Robinson in last week for a, a tryout, and he had some a, good, some, a, a few good bursts with uh, Jacksonville. I, I just think you, as much of work as these guys do, and, and making the roster as, as good as they can, it just makes sense to find a more you know proven running back uh, just to help the offense and to help the quarterback. Yeah, I, I kind of wonder with you as well on that. So, hey, over under on Anthony Richardson running the football Sunday. What's your expectation? Well, yeah, the good prop bet will be is, is, is who's their leading rusher. Is yeah. it the quarterback or, the, or the, you know, you take the quarterback or the field? <laughs> I might take the quarterback. Uh, probably, probably ten. I don't know because throwing a couple of scrambles when the protection breaks down because Jacksonville's got some really good edge rushers. Ten, and, and boy, that I might take the over just because we haven't seen. They haven't shown us what they think this guy can do running the football and uh, and getting on the edge and, and stressing a defense. So. I'd say 10, and I'm probably pretty low on that. Mike, I got to run here, but quickly uh, summarize the week and the schedule that was Jonathan Taylor out there. What's it look like? You mean what we saw this this week? I mean, as far as he just goes out, does he go out there and rehab and then leave? I don't know. We've got, we, Joel said he thought he saw him leaving uh, the complex today. So I don't okay. know. I've not seen him. I, I'm getting to the point that I need proof of life. You know, like with kidnappings, <laughs> I need proof of life. <laughs> so uh, I, I still think it's really, really awkward that we're going to go into the stadium, drive to the stadium on Sunday, and there's going to be this big, big yeah. mural on the on the south side of it, and that guy ain't playing. Oh yeah. When's the last time there was an awkward poster up on the Lucas Oil Stadium, uh, the side of the when, building there? When, Probably when Vinny was 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 still here and having just a god awful season, you yeah. know you, you can't. I mean, well, you you can't just take a guy's mural down. I mean, you know, but that one. Probably hey, you suck! I'm them, taking though. that down. Yeah. <laughs> what, what are you going to do? Put a black, you know, a black uh, blanket o- over JT's picture? I mean, mural. I mean, yeah. Yeah, you know, so it, it's just awkward. It, it's really cool when they do it, but occasionally, not occasionally, but very, very infrequently, it doesn't work. 
It's uh, Mike Chappell of CBS 4 and Fox 59. Appreciate you as always, man. I'll see you at the press box on Sunday. It'll seem like Lunch old times. Lunch is on me. Ooh, you know can't that. wait for it. See you, buddy. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. See ya. Joining us from the Indianapolis Star... It is uh, Joel A. Erickson. You know, speaking of, of the home opener, you know, Anthony Richardson, the seventh rookie in Colts history uh, to start a season opener. They haven't had a rookie win since some dude named George Shaw back in 1955. I, that, stat, that stat's, I know, meaningless for a lot of Colts fans, and I get it because that goes back to, you know, the Baltimore days. But that is still a significant stat, is it not, Joel, to start this season for Anthony Richardson? Yeah, yeah, I think it is. I mean, I, I think if you start looking around just rookie quarterbacks in general, I mean, if you're looking at more recent stuff, you know, Josh Allen's rookie season, um, you know, some some of these other guys that have, have, have gotten out there right away, you know, you, you should be tempering your expectations a little bit. You know, it's it's not easy to be a rookie quarterback in the NFL. Um, and, and that applies to the opener as well. I, I got to tell you, by the way, I was on while, while the, some of those commercials were playing. Some of those some of those home tailgates sound pretty good. I, I've been you got to get there, man, to be in the field, you know. Well, I'll tell you, why don't you go down? I, I don't know what you're allowed to do and what you're not allowed to do before a game, but we can certainly <laughs> get you to our our tailgate on Georgia Street, and I can get you to the other tailgate at Bullseye. So, I mean, either one, I just don't know what you're allowed to do and not. I don't want to get you in trouble. And I, I'm a troublemaker. Well, so people will tell you I get people in trouble. In there. The biggest thing is I have to be in there and, like, ready to go for when I do when I do my, uh, my ah. Blue Zone Fox 59 stuff. That's the biggest thing. Uh, what time you got to do that? Because I can listen. I can get you in one hell of a loose mood before you go on TV. <laughs> hey, I'll, I'll keep it. I'll we, keep it in mind. It's eleven thirty. I might. I might be able to. Smoke yeah. Smoke I mean, yeah. I mean, all of a sudden, you may be a little, little bit of a change in Joey Erickson when you get on TV right there with uh, with that look. So just let me know. Let me know. We can certainly certainly get you in. Do you take this, Joel, in, in consideration whatsoever? We've talked about this. Yeah, game number one, it's really hard to gauge, and certainly you have a favorite in Jacksonville coming in against the Colts, and you know, a hell of a lot of mysteries for the Colts, including you know, the starting quarterback. But do you take in consideration the series in general over the past 11 games where the home team – has been a winner. How much do you consider that going into Sunday, if at all? Uh, I, I tend to not consider it. I don't know if I should or not. I mean, the the home team stuff with, with Jacksonville and Indianapolis is now starting to get into, like, weird curse version type stuff. Uh, but I, I think if, you know, if Jacksonville loses this one, then we can really start talking about, you know, whether the Jaguars have have a, a reverse hex put on them for the one that they have on, on Indianapolis in Jacksonville. Uh, but I tend not to. I tend to look more at, you know, just the two teams and, and, and what you're expecting out of both of those teams go, going into this. I, I think it's probably going to be a pretty good atmosphere. I, I would expect a lot of Colts fans are going to be at Lucas Oil excited about seeing Anthony Richardson. Um, and that, that obviously plays something plays a role in the game. But, you know, just this is a Jacksonville team that really, you know, Colts fans who only remember the two games they played against them last year – you know, this, that was a different Jacksonville team there down the stretch and heading into the playoffs. 
Joel A. Erickson of the Stars joining us via the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. Week number one starts tonight, but for the Colts coming up at 1 o'clock on Sunday as they host the Jacksonville Jaguars. The thing that sticks out to me more than anything else is, and I know there's a myriad of things we can point to and go to making Jacksonville a favorite, but you know what they did to an offense that was you know, the best through the air that they have seen there a year ago. They add to that with Calvin Ridley. They add an offseason of a lot of juice and a lot of confidence coming off the way they closed out the season and the way they were playing in the postseason of a year ago. Um, and you add that offensively to what the Colts have in that secondary, and that looks like a classic mismatch to me. Does it to you? Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think you hit the nail right in the head there. I think Ridley is a big deal for Jacksonville. You know, the last me time too. Me too. He was last time he was fully healthy for an entire season in Atlanta. Like the numbers are just they're 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 all pro level. It's it's ninety three catches. It's fifteen yards per catch. You know, like Jacksonville got a lot out of its receivers last year, but they didn't really have a true number one. Like Calvin Ridley, like Calvin Ridley, when he's Fully in it as he appears to be, and fully engaged and back in the game. Like that's that's a true number one. And I, you know, Gus Bradley has told us over and over again. I like it's not me saying it's not you saying it. Gus Bradley has said there's probably going to be some growing pains for this these young corners, these unproven corners. And you would expect pretty. I mean, that you know, it, it seems pretty reasonable to expect that that would come against some of the better passing offenses on their schedule. And this is definitely one of them, especially with the way Lawrence grew down the stretch last year. And and just adding that true number one in Ridley, I think is a big deal. Joey Erickson joins us. Um, and, and then I've, I've talked about this, too, at, at length of, as far as, you know, what they have offensively against that Colts secondary. And, and we both assume here that Shaquille Leonard is going to be playing. I, I don't know if he's going to be a, on a pitch count or not. I know that that has, has been kind of mentioned. You can elaborate on that with me. But to me, if he comes out there and starts playing in a fashion in which he hasn't really played, you know, in the past two, three years, I think it's going to be really hard to put him, if you're that team, on a pitch count. What's your expectation for Leonard Sunday? Well, you know, that's interesting because everyone has, like, Leonard today said that, you know, that 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 wasn't really up to him. That was up to the coaching staff. Yeah. You know, he would would leave it up to them. So he didn't really give us a window into it. I've been thinking, though, you know, the injury that's kept him out has not been the back the last couple of weeks. It's been the concussion. And generally when players come back from concussions, um, they're kind of back in their normal their normal range. So he, he was headed towards, uh, you know, I thought being an every down starter for him. And so that's, that's kind of what I'm thinking going in. I, I don't know. They've, they've played. They've tried to be cautious with him. But that was, that was, that was several weeks ago. And, and I wonder if they're as worried about the back now that he's been through some full contact stuff as they were at the beginning, that that would tend tend to make me think that he's, he's probably going to play a lot. But, but you know, who knows? They, they might decide to be cautious with him and, 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 you know, put him on a pitch count. But it just seems like it just seems like he got back to full contact at a time in the training camp when you'd feel like, you know, this, this is a guy who can probably ramp it up before the regular season. Hey, Joel, what's a realistic time frame to reasonably judge – Shaquille Leonard being back. Well, I mean, I think the, uh, I think the, the it, it really is. It's really a, a whole season. I, I don't think that's the way we work now. 
um, you know, generally in in the way we're talking about players and stuff like that. But, I mean, especially coming off a long layoff, I mean, how many times have we seen guys who are coming off of a full season off and it takes them – you know, five or six weeks, and then all of a sudden they, they feel like themselves again and, and they, they take off, you know. Um, I, I think that there's – I think you got to wait and see how it all plays out over the course of a full season. And nobody really wants to do that, but that's just kind of the way the NFL is now. I mean, you know, like just look at the opponent in terms of – just look at the opponent this week in terms of, uh, like, you know, when they when they when when the Jaguars lost to the Colts, you know, and the Colts were, I think, 3-3-1 three, three and one or whatever it was, you wouldn't have thought the Jaguars were going to go on a run at the end of the season, and then they did, you know. So I think that applies to injuries, too. Sometimes it just takes guys time to get confident uh, in their, their bodies. Tato June was talking about this a while back, saying that, like, there's a, there's a, there's a point where you're medically cleared, and then there's a point where you feel like yourself again that he remembered from his own knee injuries. And I think that, you know, playing in games probably has something to do with that. Jolie Erickson of the Star with us. Before I let you go, uh, it's been noted, certainly, that Anthony Richardson completed 44% of his passes during the preseason. Um, How much better do you expect that to be? I guess, if at all, I guess it better be in week number one. I guess what are you expecting uh, completion percentage-wise from the rookie quarterback? I I think that they probably – I think you see some some short throws there to – to kind of make sure they get some completions. And, you know, I, I know that Shane Steichen thinks of, like, what we would think of as, like, a quick-hitting bubble screen as a, as a uh, you know, more of a, like, advantage play than a pass play, but it goes down as a pass play in the books. I would think that, you know, with, with some questions at running back, maybe you see some of those. So I think that probably pushes it up. But there's, there's going to be some periods where he misses. There's going to be some... There's going to be some periods where he he has uh, missed throws that are are normal um, that should be completions, and that's that's just going to kind of be the way it is for him as a rookie. You're looking at like I keep thinking, you know, he's been compared a lot to Josh Allen as somebody who needs to work on his accuracy. Josh Allen was at 52 percent as a rookie. I think that yeah. I think that it's it's reasonable to expect him to to have some completion issues this season. Well, you got the over/under on rushing attempts for him. How many times do you think he's going to tote the football? I, I I'm going to go over ten. I really I really okay. think that they're going to use his legs. Yeah. Uh, yeah I don't know. I don't know. It's a lot over ten, but I, I think that ten is probably a good baseline. So Joey Erickson of the Star joining us via the Andy Moore Automotive Group Pylon again. If you want to get a little different vibe before you go on TV, not just this Sunday, but any home date Sunday, look me up. <laughs> we'll send you down. Throw a couple of the JMV notables down your throat a little bit and get you nice and loose and get who do you who do you who do you talk to on fifty nine on Sunday mornings? Uh it's it's uh it's either uh it's, it's sometimes it's Chris Hagan, sometimes it's Chris Widlick. Yeah. Sometimes it's Alexa Ross. Sometimes it's sometimes it's both Chris's. Sometimes it just depends on who's up for that that week. So, um, really enjoy doing it. Fun fun working with those guys. Ask um ask Hagen if he needs to stand on a box, and then ask Chris <laughs> Widlick if Chris Widlick is with you. Say hey man, JMV told me about that time where you and Dave Calabro got in a fight in the press box. <laughs> 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 they both okay. they both love if okay. you bring that up. They love it. Okay, I, I, I can I, I can I can try to uh, I can try to remember those. Usually, usually Hagen wants to run down the entire SEC schedule from the day before. 
Oh, I know. I know it. I know it. All right. Well, hey, have a good time, man, and uh, we'll catch up, I'm sure, in the press box on Sunday, Joel. Thank you. Uh, Okay. Sounds good. Sounds good.